<laughs> so guys, uh, it's the Welcome to the Show podcast. We're doing something a little different today. We're not going to be recording any video. We're just doing audio. First time on a Discord channel. First time I'm on Discord. I don't know what this is about. All I know is that I get 80 notifications when I wake up in the morning. From this it's nice in here. Alone. Uh, we're, we're doing a crossover episode with a cousin of mine. And the, the podcast is called The Pickle Files. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pinko, as I see your name is here. What's up, man? Yeah, hey, what's up? So first, I want to say thank you for uh, having uh, Al and I on. Uh, you know, this is uh, something that we've been looking forward to. You know, we've been talking about it for a little while. Uh, so we're definitely grateful, you know, to be able to come onto your show and uh, talk about, you know, what we talk about. Um and I guess just to give people a little uh, a background on that, um, pretty much what Al and I do is a political conversation. Um, most of it, especially recently, um, has been a lot of like debates, and um, we re- like we started doing more like a reaction content as well. Um, you know, looking at other people's uh, videos or you know whatever they say, and then um, basically giving, giving a response to it. Um, so that's pretty much the the uh, the like what, what we do on, on our end over here on Discord. Um, and one of the reasons why we wanted to come on today was uh, because uh, we know that uh, you guys do a lot of like sports and uh, like pop culture uh, content. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, you know, being that we do the political stuff, there's a lot of overlap. A lot of people think about these things and they think that, you know, sports is like just entertainment and that mm-hmm. and then, like that's where it ends, you know? Um, but there's actually a lot of um, like history um, that goes into uh uh athletics and uh and the politics of like that time and how uh that translates quite literally like onto the field um so you i figured we could talk about something like that there's also a couple of like uh, contentious issues in athletics right now um that i think are uh that should uh you know be spoken about and uh you know who better to speak about these types of things with a literally a sports podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. you know um so we're pretty much just hoping you know that we can get like a nice conversation going and you know uh, just have a discussion for sure man i just gotta say real quick that manny question for manny and al do me do me and mr pinko look alike at all <laughs> look at me. no no you look just like you look just like your dad and no, I, I feel like i think we look alike yeah me too, me too. So, if i, I, mean, if I like, hand a little sure. bit I mean, like, I'm right. Up, I don't know how it's positioned on your screen, but I'm right above him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I can like. I feel like. Oh, so we're calling you Mr. Pinko. Is that what we're calling you? That's uh, that's my name. I mean, I was gonna actually. I should have mentioned that. I don't um really care if you guys use my my first name. You could say Arturo. Um. Yeah, and I'm I'm Al or Jazz. Call me Jazz or Al. Whatever, whatever you guys want. All right. Um. Cool. You. So Luigi looks more. Your brother Louis looks more like Mr. Pinko to me. Yes, that's when I, I made the connection. Though yeah, bro. Me and now I remember you guys at um, at Croxley's. Yeah. See, I feel like uh, Luigi looks more like like my brother, like Diego. All right, we're crazy. Gonna, that's not, I, I, that's not what I was getting at. But I just figured this is one of the family members that I look alike. It's just, I, have, I happen to look like two family members from this side of the family, but people tell me I look like my dad, which is not this side of the family. But anyways, sorry to get your mannerisms and everything is just like your dad. <laughs> Sorry to get sidetracked here. Uh, nah, why, nah. My godfather, by the way. Why don't we? <laughs> why don't we get into the first topic, sports and politics? Um, 
that'd be that'd awesome. Be good. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hit me with All it. right, so actually, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about uh, first, and uh, Al, I don't know if uh, maybe you had a different idea, um, but it seems to be like a hot, bu- a hot button issue, like all uh, across the board. Um, and it's actually the uh, the issue of uh, transgender people in in sports. Um, recently, I would say probably like within the last like five years or so, this has like really really blown up in the public public sphere, and uh, there's a lot of um, like contention around it. I don't. Do you guys watch a Joe Rogan at all? Yeah, sometimes. I do too. All sometimes, right, awesome. yeah. Okay, cool. So then great, you guys are uh, probably familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, he he's he's in he's a great interviewer. He's he's an awesome conversationalist. You know, like I think he just I, I think he just signed a hundred million dollar contract with Spotify or something. Really? Did he really? Damn. That yeah, yeah crashing. Oh, jeez. Like an exclusive deal. I think he's only. It's only going to be available there. Really? That's what it sounds like. That, yeah. That's whack. <laughs> yeah, that that's is kind of whack. <laughs> I hope it's not a paywall thing. Like, I don't like this whole luminary non. I don't know. I don't like any of that stuff. I feel like podcasting should be free. That's that was the whole concept behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I actually completely and totally agree with that. Um, you know, the internet is a. It's like a wonderful thing, and to have that type of content like blocked off. You know, especially like with money and stuff. I think that's like super super lame. Um, yeah. I think it's totally fine if people want to have like their, um, you know, like paid subscription thing right. where they offer like bonus content. That's totally cool. Uh, but then to, you know, to have to pay to see like a regular Joe Rogan episode like on YouTube or something, that yeah. sounds whack. Yeah. Um, but all right. So the reason why I brought up Joe Rogan actually was because he talks about this quite a bit on his show. Um, and you guys have probably like, uh, like caught wind of it, uh, through some of his conversations. Um, but, uh, the, the big issue is, uh, that, it seems to be uh, some people have the, this idea in mind where uh, transgender people uh, in this specific case or like in the case that Joe Rogan speaks a lot, uh, very often would be like weightlifting competitions um, where you'll have like a like a person that identifies as a different gender and then they'll enter a competition, uh, you know, under like a like as a female or something and then just like blow out the competition because they're biological males. Right. Um, now, I'm of the mind. Uh, and then I guess this is where we can go into open discussion after this. Um, I'm of the mind that like, well, one, that doesn't really happen very often. Uh, and two, um, they're like, I think that the times that it does happen are extenuating circumstances or rare circumstances um, where maybe like rules are, are blurred. But on the grand scheme of things, it seems to be like the sports science doesn't really um, – uh like support the idea that uh that this is like a widespread issue and I, I was actually hoping to maybe see like what you guys thought about this um to basically get a feel of um of what like um i guess in like like the political talk i don't know how uh how active like you guys are politically um but mm-hmm. there's like a, a word that goes around like twitter a lot it's like you know like the normies like people that are uh fairly like apolitical for the most part right um i wanted to see like what what your guys opinion on that was and and basically what you thought about the whole subject i think i think it's a tough i think it's a it's a difficult issue to straddle for lack of a better term like i i think that i i saw i I forget where i saw it it was a, a i think it was an indian woman or an Indian male who identified as a woman and was entering, I think it was racing competitions, and she was like breaking all of the records. 
you know, possible. And they were making the case like how she biologically was male and had all of these advantages because of her her strength. Maybe it wasn't recent. I can't remember what it was. So I'm a horrible example here. And I, I see what the issue is there. Um, biologically, she's male. And biologically, she has certain advantages that females don't have in terms of, you know, her physical abilities and so on and so forth. Um, so I understand why that might become a problem. Uh, however, I don't, I don't, I think that if, if a woman, a biological woman or male or whatever, a transgender person, um, works their way through the system like everyone else and makes it to a higher level of, of competition, then they should be able to compete with, with everyone else. Um, so long as they go through the process as everyone else does, that's kind of what my take is. Yeah, man, I feel you. Um. I would, I would say, um, if a transgender woman who is a, who was born a male wants to compete in women's sports, I feel like we can have a reasonable conversation. How long they should be transitioning for, or how how long have they been on the certain types of drugs to break down the physiological male components of themselves? Right, like if if to be on par with a common woman and vice versa right if, if, and then if that's true then we I, I, they can what's the problem mm-hmm. i mean we, we can talk about other advantages that may come or disadvantages but like women have advantages with other women women men have advantages with other men i mean everyone's born a little differently right i mean right. in general you know um, i think that I, I kind of disagree with all three of you in terms of like it being okay for transgenders to cross over. Now I'm not familiar with how the whole process goes with what drugs they take to lower their hormones or raise their testosterone, whatever, whatever happens. But I can just tell you this. If you have a woman transitioning into a man sport, she's going to have to take something to put in the physical strength to compete with other men. And right then and there, you're making an exception for sports that ban substances to enhance your performance so can real quick interruption but you you can you oh, can sure. have to that gets interrupted right, <laughs> hell yeah son we're tagging up on you dog got a, um got a curse here. Uh, <laughs> pinko oh yeah oh yeah yeah no you're 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 right, you're good to say whatever you want but they they do allow therapeutic <laughs> exemptions for people with diabetes or yeah, yeah, yeah. There's if you don't produce enough testosterone they allow you to take these things so you know there's a, can't there's, they make the same exemptions for a transgender person? Well, are they? Diabetic? I literally did not know that, and that yeah. is actually, that's actually really, really awesome. Yeah, that that will help to formulate an argument later. What I'm not maybe is, not with this. I don't know. I don't know how far the process goes to, if you're a man becoming a woman and it brings your physical ability down to whatever level it is. All I all I know is that the way that it is today, I think that. You can have a girl play baseball, for example. Baseball is something I might be cool with girls playing because I've played with girls before. But like when I think of basketball, when I think of football, it just doesn't mesh well. It's a different... We're talking about two different... We're talking about tigers and a different species of strength. Like I'm talking strength in terms of strength, but it just doesn't... I don't see how that could ever be fair 
when we're talking about gender and it's only when it comes to gender it doesn't it doesn't have anything to do with height it doesn't have anything to it's about what you're born with and <clears throat> i understand that you can take stuff to transition but then why not let everybody take stuff if we're going to make exemptions for a uh, gender transition why not let everybody take stuff to enhance their performance the way that we're going to let transgenders take uh enhancements to become a man or, or a woman so um I think the premise of what you're talking about may be like valid in the, in your concern. Um, but the thing is, so like typically when we think about like a different person uh, uh, or I'm sorry, not a different person. When you think about a person uh, of a certain gender that may be like transitioning into the next one and then they want, and then let's say they're, they're a professional athlete or whatever. Um, we're not usually talking about like them transitioning like within a month or something. And then like, you know, like they're like, this is a fully grown adult. And then like one month later, you know, there's like a man that was like fighting professional UFC. And now he's like fighting in the women's uh, league, you know, um, this is like something that happens over time. And typically when you do take these, um, these drugs, right, to or or these hormones, um, in the transition process, they, uh, they, they're not being taken to give you a physical in like performance enhancement. Uh, it's just to like level you out where you are, where your chemical um, uh, composition is the same as like your average male or your average female, um, right? Yeah, like, like no. Go ahead. What were you saying? It's enhancing. That's but that's enhancing your performance, though. If I if I need to take something to get to where the average male is, so that I can at least whatever whatever being an average male is that even. There's even things we me and Manny have this argument all the time. There's things that baseball players do today to enhance their performance that aren't aren't on the same level as taking like steroids. I get that. But if you're taking something to chemically change your physique or whatever it has to do to get you to any level and it enhances your performance, if it now allows you to do something that you weren't biologically gifted to do before, then you're taking you're you're do you're going against what everybody else not not everybody and Manny brought up a good point that there are exemptions for diabetics and whatever people they need to take testosterone, but the majority of the league does not have that opportunity to take stuff. So where do we draw the line? Like we well, can't just tell well, him, but he's going to be the average. But they don't need to take it. Okay, if they right? don't like, take it, then like there's... your average athlete, like, they, they don't need to take. It. In the I would say that uh, for Manny's argument, this would actually be perfect because this in, in this scenario, right? Um, like this is something that they do need to do you know yeah like it, I, i'm uh, I, I don't know where you're where you where you're saying um where advantage advantage comes into place because if we're talking about a female transitioning to a or a female transitioning to a man yeah you have to take testosterone but that would not equate if a male was to take testosterone right or take steroids right all of a sudden now the playing field is is huge right now the now the male has way more of an advantage whereas the female has the advantage is there is no advantage it's the same par right so like i would disagree that oh well then the males can take um you know steroids or whatever and there's nothing wrong not with saying, that i'm not saying because that that, that would be unfair right i'm not yeah. saying that the females taking testosterone now have an advantage over the males that don't take testosterone i'm saying they had to take testosterone to get to that level there's men that could use that testosterone today to get to that level as well. So why are Wait, we? 
but it's a playing field then we're not one 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 is trying to create a level playing field and the other is taking and abusing steroids yeah but right we're but we're talking about a level playing field what where is that level playing field you can't you can't tell me they're going to take testosterone to get to the average male well, you're not going to get the average male and i don't know what this has to do with any sport in particular as much i don't know if there's a direct correlation between how much testosterone you take and direct correlation i'm simply just saying chemically if you have to take something to get to a level you're having a performance enhancement that's banned in sports is what i'm saying period yeah so that's banned i think yeah i think you i think you, that's probably a valid point as far as like yeah like performance enhancing drugs are banned in sports but the hormone therapies that uh, uh, transgender people go through when they're transitioning are not that. And also, if these people are professional <laughs> athletes, whether or not they're transgender, they were already exceptional like people um, out like outside of of their genders, right? You know, like these like I don't think if a if a female transitions into a male uh, or, a, or if a become... female transitions into a male, yeah, like this is not gonna make him like a rod right you know like he like where is a whereas if a rod took uh human growth hormones right that's that's a that's an unfair advantage right yeah right yeah he's already an exceptional person yeah all right who is who is going to be like now you know if he takes the the steroids or whatever now his exceptionality is going to be that much greater um and then it also works like in reverse right if a rod was to transition to a woman uh like when he takes estrogen right uh at Assuming that this is happening over a prolonged period of time, I'm not saying that if he takes estrogen like today, then tomorrow, like all of a sudden he has tits, right? Um, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, like if Arod was to take estrogen uh, over an extend over a, a prolonged period of time, you would notice that like his uh, uh, bone density would drop, his uh, muscle composition would change. Uh, you know, these are all things, but he would still be very like he would still be an exceptional baseball player. You, you know what I mean? Because he was already exceptional in that field. His gender had nothing to do with that. Um, yeah, and that's like what these. I don't <clears throat> I don't agree with A-Rod taking estrogen and then joining the all-American softball team. I don't agree with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why not? Because you, it's not what you're not biologically a woman. I understand you could identify as a woman. You're not a woman and you're not a man, period. In my brain, you're never going to have. I took these pills. Now I'm a man. I chopped my dick off. Now I'm a man. There's, there's, well, but, there's a well, difference. That's not really like wait, how it, wait, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works at all. What, what however, however it works, if you were born a man and you now want to transition into a woman, I cannot agree well, with those men. Now, well, women. you can't be born a man. Yeah. You're not born a man. Yeah, you're not you're like, born you're a male. Born, yeah. You're born a male. Right. But like when we think about gender, right? Like this is like your identity. Right. So like your identity is something that you eventually choose over time. Now, typically, like uh, you have like sex organs, right? Like a, like the penis or like the vagina. Right. And these are things that influence what your gender can be, but they are not the same thing. Um, so like f here's a here's a good example. When you go to a wedding, what do you wear? Uh, probably a black suit. Okay, so all right, yes, yeah, so like a suit, right? And if you were to bring a date, um, we'll call her Carly or some or whatever. Like, what would Carly wear? Something to match my suit. I don't. Well, like probably dress, like a I dress guess. or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So there's nothing in nature that says that like men must wear suits, right? And as a matter of fact, we see across cultures 
like if we were Scottish, right, we would probably be wearing skirts and that would be totally acceptable because it's a cultural thing, right? That's gender. Now, if we're going to talk about like you have a beard, right, this is sex. This happens because you have like balls that produce testosterone, right? And like that's what that's what it does. Naturally. Right. Naturally. Yes. But but this does not make me a man. It just is just indicative of me being a male. Okay. You see what I mean? Like you can very easily choose to like wear a dress, right? And like you're still a male, right? You could identify as a woman, but like. No, no, I got what you're saying. So let me let me rephrase that. People born with penises should not compete with people born without penises and vice versa. That's my that's my take. You could identify as anything you want to identify. But like you said, I grow a beard because I have balls. I produce more muscle because I naturally have these two set of balls hanging from my in between my legs. (laughs) You know? (laughs) And that is the nature. Sports is built around that. I understand many said there's exemptions, but you have to there has to be a line. There's women's sports and there's male sports. If there was a sport and there are there should be sports. I think uh Golf could be something that men and women compete together in it because even though that does take some physical ability, but like football and basketball, like there's a reason the WNBA is limited to what they're limited in. They're women. Unfortunately, physically, they cannot do what the men can do naturally. Lifting weights naturally, not taking the banned substances. Wait, Wait, but they're women, like they're female women that can like very easily like like I would never fight Ronda Rousey, you know. Like yeah, that but, would be, yeah, that would but, be ridiculous of me. And I'm a dude. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably bigger than she is. Like I'm probably taller. I definitely produce more testosterone. You you, you know might, like you might not be able to fight Ronda Rousey, and she's a professional fighter. Whatever she can't she cannot beat up the the most her version in the male octagon. She's not gonna take that guy physically. She cannot compete against that guy unless she takes something. And that's what I'm saying. Well, you don't, they're taking stuff. Well, that's not necessarily true. Right, like I can guarantee Ronda Rousey is not going to beat. Well, yeah, if we're going to talk Jones. about like if we're going to if, if we're going to well, I mean, I don't know if I would say that they're like like Eagles. comparable, right? But like if we were to get Ronda Rousey and then we get Rondo Rousey, and like we have them just stand like in front of each other and they just like punch, like they take turns like punching each other, then yeah, like punch for punch, right? Pound I for think, pound, then yeah, the, the dude's going to win. I think, yeah. but. I yeah, think okay. when we talk about sports, there's a, there's an aspect of sports that involves skill, right? And like we know, we've seen it in in real time, where you have smaller people who just happen to be more skillful, right? And they can easily overpower a, a bigger person. That 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 is actually one of the like founding principles in a lot of martial arts. If you think about like a martial art like Tai Chi or even like Wing Chun, the entire like philosophy about like these uh, types of martial arts is that the smaller person will be able to overcome the, the larger opposing force. So like, we, you know, like I don't know if I would say that like Ronda Rousey would definitely lose against like a dude, you know? Okay, I didn't well, say I didn't say Ronda Rousey. Assuming, assuming I'm taking I'm taking professional MMA fighter versus Ronda Rousey. Yeah, 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 class. yeah, right, yeah, I, yeah. Ronda you know, if Rousey, you take in, Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor, fight, in MMA you fight in your weight class. All right, you take a weight yeah, class. I don't know how much. I don't know how much she weighs. <laughs> whatever she weighs, her weight class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the best in her weight class. Fight the men in her weight class, and I'm not saying that men are better than women. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying naturally. We're just stronger 
And that plays a big part in UFC, unfortunately. Chai, tai Chi, whatever the hell you just said, I don't know anything about that. I'm just speaking of Ronda Rousey's profession. And if we're if we're talking about chemically changing your figure, your physique, your chemical balances, whatever, then they're good. They should allow other people to take the same amount of stuff because it just seems fair. If you're going to if we're going to allow them to play, if we're going to cross over, then you should let other people like the weakest guy in Major League Baseball who doesn't produce testosterone at the average level, he should be able to take the same shit that a transgender woman is going to, or however the hell you would describe it, would be taking the, the to get problem, to the average level. We, we, yeah, but we the can't do that, that with with person to person with anything. That's then impossible to do. do it either. Well, we can, we can put people on, I, we keep saying like make trying to make a level playing field as best as we can. But then when you say, oh, well, no, we can't do that because, well, um, oh, okay. sorry, go ahead. Let me, let me, let me actually, let me ask you something. Should we let, actually, man, you, you were going to say something. So step on that white claw, man. Whoops. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> please. Oh yeah. We're not on video. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say, I, I, I can see points on either side. I think I fall more on Mr. Pinko's side, obviously CT, but I kind of, I, I kind of disagree that a woman that a, that a person born female wouldn't be able to compete with a person born male. I understand the strength capacity is different um and maybe some other things as well but i look at someone in the nba just looking at two males someone like Mo mugsy bogues i don't know if you guys remember him from the 90s he was actually in space jam so yeah. you know you watch space jam ct but uh he used to well he wasn't able to dunk but he played he played at a super high level all-star very small probably didn't produce as much testosterone as someone like michael jordan but he was able to play on the same court as he was yeah um, so I, I do think that there there have been times I can't state examples, but I, just by just naturally thinking, um, I'm pretty sure that there are some women that could compete at that level, but they're not given the opportunity to. Like I think I think that there could be a woman out there who could step up to the batter's box against Justin Verlander and yeah, I and, and get a home run off of her. You know what I mean? And you're right. I think I think that Ronda Rousey could potentially i know that the chances are probably not that good potentially take on what's the irish dude's name can't remember his name mcgregor conor mcgregor mcgregor because it's not all about punching and going blow for blow it's, yeah, there's yeah. some martial arts involved and some submission techniques and so on and so forth um in football i can see a woman being a punter or a kicker uh yeah, those guys are puny as hell there's, um there's a kicker that's a girl and so I so i think there are oppor opportunities there i think we just need to you know kind of open up our minds a little bit and, and if if it ever happens at some point just kind of welcome it what what was that kid's name yeah, she was right. a baseball player in in the little league world series uh, i don't know if you guys remember uh, her name. yeah i think i know what you're talking about yeah she, she dominated those guys you know and I, and I know that they're kids kids probably didn't even have hair in their balls yet but um <laughs> i think i'm oh, sorry go ahead Finish. That's where I'm at. That's that's where oh, I stand on. Yeah, man, I feel you because I think there there's a conversation to be had, and it's like a case by a case by case uh, basis. Like just be just because you're transgender doesn't automatically give you the right now to switch um, gender sports, right? Like that's not what 
I don't think we're saying, and I don't think that's what Manny's saying or anything, but like we, like they're saying, there are some exceptional people that can do it. And if we, I think that is a really good thing if we allow people to take risks to do that. Like you like people say, oh, like, like, um, what's her name? Not Ronda Rousey, but like, oh, someone, uh, a woman will get the shit kicked out of them if, uh, if they go into a male's, you know, weight class or something. It's like, well, that's the decision, man. I mean, sh- they're making the decision to do that. Right. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not, I'm not a parent to tell her what she can and cannot do. Right. So like, if she does suffer from that, I mean, that is her decision at the end of the day. Right. Uh, yeah. That's kind of, yeah. I want to, I want to just rephrase something like I, I, I think that if you have the ability and strength to compete cross gender, if you're a woman going into a man sport, that's obviously acceptable. Muggsy Bogues was a good example. Jose Altuve in baseball is a good example. These guys are, yeah. are little people competing with these six three, six five monsters at a high level. Some of the best, I think, is Muggsy Bogues a Hall of Famer? He might be. I'm he not sure. Be. He, yeah, he, he was. I agree. He was right. pretty good. You, you can have that, but I think the only thing I can never agree. Well, today I can't agree with is taking something to change your born physical whatever how whatever you got to do to transition if you got to take something to get you to a level i can't agree with that because there's tons of people on this planet that could take something to compete there's tons of people on this planet on both sides that could take something to compete i don't think you transitioning you 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 identifying as a gender should now open the door for you to take something and now be able to compete and if that's the case then if you have to take it to compete, then maybe you're, you're just not the one to transition into that sport. You're not the one that was meant to play in that sport. As Manny said before, you could be the Muggsy Bogues. You can be a, a, a girl transitioning into the NBA and make it with what you were given. But I, I can't agree with taking something to enhance yourself. Can't, I can't agree with that. Would you be opposed? Like, let's say, um, I don't know, let basketball or baseball, whatever it is, an athlete, you know, they're at the gym. And then like before they go to the gym or, or right after the gym, rather, uh, you, they make themselves like a protein shake. Would you be would you be opposed to that? That's an argument me and Manny talk about all the time. Pro- protein is technically an enhancement because they're taking a protein shake. But right. It's yeah. Allowed. But then like if we're going to. Right. Yeah. But if we're going to if we're going to hold like a position where we're going to say that you shouldn't be able to take anything, right? Then like we, because you know- then what, everyone's just gonna drink water. <laughs> you just right, yeah, general, then, like, right. then that means that we should also ban like proteins and stuff, right? Or, you know, or creatine or, you no, know, whatever but, workout but can, things. But can, okay, so can a, can, a, can a girl transition to a man and survive off protein? Can she get to the natural levels that you're talking, the average male level by taking protein? Or I does mean, she have to take a like, chem- or does she have to take testosterone, which is banned in sports? Well, so if I understand this correctly, and this is actually why it's better to have this conversation with you guys, because um, you're more involved in like the sports world than I am. So you probably understand the nuances of it a little bit better. Um, my understanding is when we say testosterone in sports, we're talking about anabolic steroids. Are we talking about anabolic steroids? Or are we talking about like, like, the type of hormones and stuff that like a trans person would take like during transition. Cause those are two different things. I think they're not like, they're not comparable. 
I would imagine that that would probably be banned in sports. It is banned. I can. I don't even have to look it up. Baseball. I mean, I guess we can just speak about baseball. Like anabolic steroids. No, I mean they. they, they steroids. You, it's like you can you can ingest IGF one, for example, which occurs naturally in milk, um, meat, stuff like that, and technically, that's a banned substance. So, like anything that can enhance your performance is technically banned but you know you can't tell players not to eat meat you know what i'm saying so yeah and i want to just say something if baseball turned around tomorrow and said you could take all the shit that you want just show up to play i'd have no problem with fucking dogs rolling off the street to play (laughs) in the major leagues i'd have no problem with it if you're you're the best at something and that goes back to what manny said it's not about girls and guys i was just talking about taking something to change your your uh your chemical balances whatever um, I believe that if you're the best, you're going to, I said this yesterday in the show, cream will always rise to the top. So if you just so happen to be the best baseball player in the world and you're a woman, MLB will allow it. I don't know about the NBA, but there are girls in systems trying to get to at least a college level. I don't know about NBA, but in baseball, that is a thing. I don't have a problem with it. We're talking about chemicals and taking, taking shit. Yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, that your position becomes more valid when we talk about the age at which transition happens. Now, if I'm talking about like, you know, before we were talking about like Conor McGregor, Ronda Rousey or A-Rod, right? Like if these people decided that they wanted to transition now and they wanted to still continue playing sports in the opposite league, right? I would definitely have a problem with that. I don't think that that's like fair, right? If there's, if you have a, a person whose body has been bathed in testosterone for like 30 plus years and then like, a month from now, he's like, actually, you know, I, I've done some soul searching and I've decided like I, I identify as a woman and I, I want to continue doing my sport, but like I want to do it in the women's league. That would be totally irrational. Right. But I think that if we're talking about a person um, like a like if we have like a child. Right. Um, and they are on uh, puberty blockers uh, like from an early age. And this child grows up and by the time they do hit puberty, they decide, hey, you know what, like I actually do identify as this other gender. So I'm going to complete my transition. And this person becomes a professional athlete. I think it's totally okay for them, you know, to be able to play in the league that they desire to play in. Um, Because, and this is like where the, um, this is like, I guess where like the biological science comes in a little bit, but the uh, hormonal composition of that person is going to be very, very different um like from if opposed to the, like if they were never on puberty blockers or they never took any of that uh the transitioning hormones that would you know uh follow you know uh, that process um so yeah like my argument to this would then would be exactly that i think it would all depend on like when this person started transitioning and like the we would have to determine like if the chemical composition of this person's body matches the average chemical composition of like the other athletes in this uh, in this league or, you know, whatever the case was. And, but I think and, your contention, not I'm, I'm not Manny, I'm sorry. Um, the uh, HOV, what was, what was that? Um, Luis. Yeah, Luis. Yeah, um, I think. But your issue is that there are subpar baseball players that are male. Right. But they're in the league. No, I'm not not even just the league, like college level, high school level. Sure, sure, sure. But they're they're in it and they're subpar, but they're still in it because they breached that threshold, right? So if somebody takes testosterone who's a female and gets to the par, but there's also subpar that are that men 
are in in a given league right like that's the that's the contention right because that person now is better than the par um the par athletes of the cisgender athletes correct do you understand what i'm saying no but go ahead <laughs> try to break it down for me. No, no 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 i'm clarifying because yeah. you're you make a good point i'm not I'm, I'm i'm bringing it out yeah if no, no, I, a no, female I, I didn't i wasn't if a female go ahead. yeah if a female is taking um the necessary uh chemicals to reach a cert to reach um uh i don't know a level um that would le put them on par with a major league average baseball player yeah. but there are cis um athletes that are male who are below that right but they reach that threshold right okay they reach that threshold so i understand what you're saying where you're bringing in a chemical that brings them higher or more advanced than someone that's subpar in Major League Baseball. But the subpar in the subpar athletes in Major League Baseball still can compete. So yeah, no, I, I see there's a conversation to be had of the line that we draw and where is the line with some athletes, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. And you know what? Else, you know what else too. My good cousin, Mr. Pinko here, you were talking about all these, like, we should, we should figure out how long they've been in transition, how, how many years they've been doing this, how, you know, when did he decide to transition? I think just that conversation alone kind of leads towards that. It's just what, it's never really gonna work well because as a, just taking baseball, for example, there's guys that have been in the minor leagues for 15 years, you know, trying to make it to the majors. There's there's all these different kinds of like roadblocks and exceptions just for like a regular one sided gender athlete, both on the men and the women's side. Um, I don't think that it should be limited to when I decided to become a woman or when I decided to become a male or when I stopped taking my, if I'm even supposed to take these things, like, can I, and this is just a question, but can I decide to become a female today and decide not to take any kind of chemical chemicals? Well, so I think that when we talk about transgender people in sports, I don't, I would never put a person who identifies as a woman but hasn't gone through the uh, like the transitory process, um, like in a, on a field um, with biological females, right? Like that, I don't. That would be ridiculous, but right? Because because then this person, like physically, right, would just because of biology, would ha have very very clear advantages over his opponents or uh, or her opponents, right? If she identified as a female, okay. um, so. But I think in the per in the case of a person who has transitioned and who has gone through the process, I don't necessarily have a problem with with these people um, participating in their desired leagues uh, for the reasons that I said before. You know, um, these are people whose body compositions like pretty much match what your average uh, woman uh, or male would be um, in a in their given in their given uh, um, sport. You know, um, they would for all intensive purposes, the chemicals in their body would match, you know, what, what the, what the other people's would match. Um, their bones would look like that. Their muscle composition would uh, be similar, you know? So in, in that scenario, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it. But I think that trans 
someone who's transitioning and is, and chooses not to take any sort of chemical enhancing or whatever, not chooses to just transition the old fashioned way, man. Let's just, just chop this thing off. Put some put some put some jugs right here. I don't know. I don't know how it'll probably work. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah, okay. For so someone in that, that chooses situation. to take that route and says, I don't want to take any sort of chemical uh, pills. I don't want to do anything else besides this. I'm a woman. Let me compete. I think those people would have an argument where we would have to allow them to compete now. No, I mean, so in that situation, I would say that they wouldn't. It wouldn't be fair. Then I, right? I don't think that's fair now. If we're, if we're going to allow people to transition and take chemicals to get right. to a certain level. Right, 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 right. But look, so the... Yeah, but the operative word here is transition, right? So, like, we would have to have that. Like, if they wanted to compete with biological females, then they would have to match. Like, they would have to match them if they wanted to participate in that league. That would that that is literally like the only way to to reach parity, right? Um, in the in the same sense, like I res I would respect that they identify that way, but then like they they are becoming or they are putting themselves in a position where the other athletes then would not be able to compete. In this situation, I would say how even though you identify as a female, you are more than capable of participating with the male athletes because, well, you are like you like your physical body is still that of a of like your your reg, your traditional biological male. You know, so like I would still consider them a woman, right? Cuz that's how they would identify, but as far as what their body is capable of doing, I would have to put them in a different uh in a different category. You know, I, I would not I would not treat this person the same way as I would treat a person at least in the purview of sports. Um, I would not treat this person the same way that I would treat a person who has transitioned, you know, who has gone through the process. Um, and especially like, you know, if they did go through like the sexual transition part. I think I lost oh, them. Where they are, losing, yeah. are like, um, um, I don't really know. Like, like at that point, I mean, they're obviously not producing any more testosterone. You know, they're, they're going to be, they're 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 reaching chemical parity with everybody else that would be in that league. There would be there would be no physical argument to make that this person could not compete fairly, um, you know, with the other athletes that he's that they're associating with. Yeah. <laughs> um. um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if uh, we don't have to necessarily like uh, dive like too too deep in this. I know that this is like a like a rather yeah. contentious issue. Yeah, um, we could change the topic if you prefer. Yeah, yeah. And, but, I mean, I don't know if you guys have any like closing statements, at least as far as that one goes. Um, but I did have something else that I wanted to talk about. If you guys wanted to hop over to that that as well. Uh, I I just want to say that I think that, and then we can move on. Um, <laughs> that I think it's okay to to allow the higher ups say in major league baseball for example to say okay as long as everyone is at doesn't exceed this level or is at this around you know give them a, give a roundabout number a, a range of testosterone level so that or or whatever chemical you want to test um and during drug testing these people need to be around that range 
that it, that it would be okay uh whether that person is born male or female I, i'm taking a rod for example since we use him as as an example earlier and because ct loves him and we mention a rod on a daily basis on our podcast um he actually received a therapeutic use exemption for testosterone in 2007 so if if regular born male athletes are allowed to take testosterone to reach a certain level why couldn't we allow someone who perhaps wasn't born male to try to get to that same level by taking testosterone i think that might convince ct because i used a-rod as an example so let's see no, Lewis, already, yeah, I, I, it's like when you bring up hitler in a political conversation like it's just <laughs> inevitable you know I already said if they allowed everybody to take, I don't think it should just be men that got the exemption. It should be everybody. Even if you're a man that naturally produces testosterone at at an extremely high level that other men cannot do, if they allow these men to take something to enhance themselves, they should allow these already high dribbling, highly driven testosterone producing men to take it as well. I don't think there should be exemptions. You should either, it's either allowed or it's not. So well, but but, it, but there are already exceptions, though, right? Like yeah, that's like what I'm saying. If they, but if there or, wasn't, yeah. if there, well, those exceptions, Manny's talking about. I can only think of two players. They just so happen to be A. Rod and Mike Trout. Mike, Trout. <laughs> <laughs> the, jury, the jury is still out of Mike Trout. We had Mike uh, Manny was in the CD underbelly in the uh, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Got some got some news. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, but again, like even the exceptions, I I don't even think I agree with those exceptions, but if they allow it, it should be allowed across the board. Not, not just because I transition or, or I am transitioning, not because I need this to, to do this specific thing. There shouldn't, it sh- it, the, the, to me, the level playing field is when everybody's allowed to do the same thing. That's the level playing field for me. Shout out to a yeah, I mean- if you're listening to this, man. Yeah, no, I mean, one thing I will definitely say, and, and I do appreciate it, is, I, I mean, you seem to be incredibly consistent, you know, um, which is which is nice. Usually when I have these conversations, um, people, like, backtrack on, like, every... The, the inconsistencies are very clear. And then we go, yeah. and we go hard on the inconsistencies, and then we get... Um, but, yeah, no, the position is consistent, so... Um, at one yeah, point, so I, you just I, I, at one point, it's like you agree to disagree, and it's like, okay, well, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Um. But uh, if if you guys don't actually mind transitioning to another topic now, um, this is actually something that may be Dude, a just little cr- less. Contentious. I just cringed, Arturo. That was that's cringy. <laughs> that was that cringy. <laughs> that, that was pretty cringy. Uh. But uh. Yeah. So one thing that I did want to talk about, and I imagine this will probably be a little less contentious. Um. Uh. With this group. Um, is uh, the Kaepernick thing. And I kind of want to get your opinion on it and uh, how you feel about like the whole like protesting, like, uh, you know, during like a sporting event. Um, did you guys think it was appropriate, you know, that he kneeled uh, during the anthem? Um, do you think that he should have done something different? Should he, should he not have done anything at all? Um, what are what are your guys' opinions on on that whole thing? I, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I think that people lost sight of what it was that he was taking a knee for and the president of the United States got, got himself involved in the situation and turned it into something completely different. Something, something that it, it wasn't about being unpatriotic or disrespecting the flag. 
if anything, he was trying to be he was trying to pro, pro, uh, protest in the most peaceful way possible in the position that he was in. Originally, he was sitting out of the national anthem and a army veteran approached him and said, listen, the way you're going about this doesn't look right. What we do in the army when when we want to take a stance is we take a knee, but we still respect the flag. We still, you know, put our you know, put our hands over our heart or whatever. And so he changed his his stance from sitting to taking a knee um, based on on a veteran's advice. And when I say that we lost sight of what he was protesting or what he was trying to raise awareness of police brutality and, and all of these unjust killings of of young black men black and brown men across the country um it's undeniable the the numbers in this instance don't lie i mean it's it's you know he if anything we sh- i feel like we should have been applauding uh, an athlete who's spoiled with millions of dollars um could, you know he didn't have to care about this issue. I'm not trying to make him out to, to be some sort of saintly figure like Jesus Christ or anything, but um, that he did take the time to try to lend a voice to this. Um, so I don't know if I'm rambling on here, but I, I, I supported him. I support any players that, that are willing to take a knee. This is That's what makes America great, is that you can be the opposition. You can take opposing an opposing stance and dissent in your own way as long as it's peaceful, um, it's your right. You know what I mean? There's nothing more American to me. So Yeah, I uh, I didn't have any problem with the way that he decided to protest, nor with the issue that he was protesting. I had no problem with that. I think all the aftermath, all the extra stuff that came along with it, like him wearing like socks with pigs on it, you know, kind of shit yeah. on cops. I thought all that shit was very immature. Um and I think everything that happened after that, even though he was blackballed by the NFL, I think everything that happened after that, Colin Kaepernick is part to blame why he's getting such a bad image today because there's there's a way to go about it. If you want to play football, if he still if he really wanted to play NFL football, he had to abide by the rules that the NFL is putting in front of him because they're the NFL. They own the league. They run the league. It's like it's the same way if I wanted to put a shirt on with a big you know <laughs> i was gonna say something really inappropriate but if i wanted to put a shirt on and disrespect my Go company ahead, <laughs> nah it's so pointless but if i wanted to put a shirt on and disrespect <laughs> my company in any way i wouldn't be able to do that i would not have a job if i wanted to go and i know he wasn't doing anything against the nfl he was doing it against police brutality but but what he did affected viewership money it affected the pockets of the people that own the nfl and when that happened, they gave him what well, we think. We, we don't know all the facts, but when they gave him the opportunity to come back and he didn't want to do it by their rules, he doesn't get to make that decision. And I think that's what people keep getting confused by. I think people need to draw the difference between him being a great quarterback in the NFL or him being a backup quarterback, which is what he was when he took a knee and nobody's going to take a chance on a backup quarterback. In other words, Cam Newton could have taken that knee naked Put, put that knee on a pile of shit and make his coach eat it, and he would have a starting position when he was healthy. Russell Wilson could have taken a knee, and he still would have been on the NFL team. Julio Jones, name any black superstar today in the NFL, had they taken a knee, they would still have a starting position because they're starters. 
So do that's um, all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I mean, so I definitely agree that, uh, you know, maybe being so antagonistic, um, especially with the police in the United States, right? You know, maybe like the pigs on the socks thing. Uh, I, that doesn't really man, mean anything to me. Um, I mean, if he wants to wear pigs on his socks, you know, I, I, we can argue about the efficacy of, of like what that messaging uh, does and like uh, and how well it comes across. Right. And I would probably agree with you. That's probably not very good optics um, just because it it does feel very antagonizing. Um, however, I would also make, uh, the, the claim that in a situation like this, right, this is a person who has a massive platform. Um, and he is, uh, he's someone that's, uh, uh, protesting like a very specific thing. Right. Um, and this is a person that probably also sees cops as being very antagonistic by their nature. Um, now, uh, I don't know, like the nuances of Colin Kaepernick's positions on police. So I don't want to like really get like too, too uh, like in detail with that. Um, But one thing that I would definitely say um, is I think that despite his, um, like how you said, like despite his position, right? Like he was a a backup, right? And no one's going to take a chance on that. Um, you know, talking about optics, I do think that in that sense, um, you know, he was able to bring a lot of attention to this issue and he really, really put the spotlight on the NFL. Like he, I I do feel like he probably like really held their feet to the fire. Um, he did. And, uh, yeah, you know, and, and, uh, we see, um, we've seen historically, uh, what was that, um, what was that dude's name? The basketball player that also protested and then he was a starter, I believe. Yes. Oh, yes. you mean like recently? Um, was it? Was it like, recent? I don't know. I'm talking about. I'm talking about that guy. Um, yeah, he, he was. Yeah. he was an activist. Yeah. Who's from Inwood, yeah, by and, the way? Really? What? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That is true. Kareem yeah. Abdul Jabbar um, is from Inwood. He grew up in. He grew up in. Uh, in Inwood. Yeah. I thought he was. And from he went, like. No, Nashville when he was Luau Cinder, like he was a he was a <laughs> high school basketball star in Inwood. <laughs> what? That's crazy. And, I mean, Inwood has a yeah. big basketball culture. Yeah, like, huge. Crazy. Yeah. Well, All right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. That that was actually like a really like little fun fact that I actually did know. My brother would have been so impressed with me in that moment. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, so like this is a good example of a person that like even he like he was a starter, right? And like this person, like his whole career just got tanked. Um, so I mean, I, I do think that the fact that Colin Kaepernick, you know, the fact that he was a backup when he did uh, take the knee. Um, that probably did play a little bit into the idea that, you know, like, well, I'm not going to risk, you know, uh, my, my PR, you know, for, for a backup. Right. Um, but then like historically, like we've seen even, even starters, you know, like they get, they get black, uh, a blacklisted for this type of stuff. Um, and I think like that's, that's a big problem, you know? Um, I don't think that we should hold someone's livelihood, um, in contest with, uh, like the uh and i guess in this case like the political beliefs that they ascribe especially because uh the in in the way that he was expressing them was in a peaceful way you could say it was antagonistic right and i would a thousand percent agree with you on that um but i don't think that that deems someone being um like blacklisted by a much larger uh institution you know that has like so much power you know I, i don't i don't think that that was very 
I guess, you know, to, to like use like an SJW word here, like, I just don't think that was very fair. Like that just seemed like very like insensitive almost to the, to, you know, his whole plight. Yeah. May I like that you mentioned um, that he's, that he's uh, uh, spoke to the veteran and uh, people forget that um, mm -hmm. or they choose not to believe it because it, you know, the attacks that were thrown at him, you know, anti-American and hates, hates America, America hates the troops and um, people choose to forget that. And, um, that should be well, well, well noted that he did it. He tried to show as much respect as he could. And yeah, you, you, pigs, but I would, you know, pigs in the socks, but I would argue that like, okay, you know, this is how we get a message out there, man. This is how we, this is a problem. This is a systemic problem. The criminal justice system is trash. Hey man, if I got to wear some, you know, pig socks, that's gonna, hey, we're talking about it right now, aren't we? You know? Yeah. You know. I, I can't I can't get into the pig socks because personally, like in our family alone, on both sides of the family, Manny's side of the family, my side of the family, Mr. Pinko, uh, we have every cop that I know in this family are some of the most stand up guys that I know. I can only think yeah. of one really asshole cop in my own town. And this is when I was like first got my license pulled over for no reason. Uh, that's the in all my life, any interaction I've ever had with a cop. And this is just my experience. I've never had issues with the law probably because i stay away from breaking the law that probably helps but i can't get on board with wearing pig socks because i think we take for granted what it is to walk outside of our house and come back every day and as a cop yeah. as a cop you don't you don't get that same safety you could be a cop in a bad neighborhood and that can be your life so just because there's so many just because i know so many cops personally that I know I could kind of like see it, what it is to be a cop, especially in New York, especially in like by, by where I live near Newark. I can't get on board with Wayne pick socks. And I don't think anything that happened to Colin Kaepernick was fair. I'm just saying that I don't know what just happened. That's Diego. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's my brother. He just, uh, he's listening in on the convo. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I can't, I can't, none of it, nothing that happened to Colin Kaepernick was fair, but you know, had he been in no man, you don't agree with you. Know, you 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 don't like it, and that's fine. Yeah. I mean, no one says you have to like it, right? Yeah, I feel no, you. No, I, li I like I, I like his I like his silent protest. I just didn't like every. No, no, I know the pigs. Yeah, no, no, no. the pigs I, is one thing. What I what I didn't like of the aftermath is everybody coming to the rescue, claiming that he should be on an NFL team because you got guys like who was it like Nate Peterman, Diego? Help me out here if you're listening. Nathan Nate Peterson, Peterman? Nate Nate Peterman, whatever his name Nathan, is, shitty Nathan quarterback. Peterman. Colin Kaepernick is a way better quarterback than that guy, but it is the NFL, and they weren't going to lose money to have a backup guy. So when people were making the case, this guy could take a team to the Super Bowl, this guy could be used in the NFL. I had to disagree with that because if you're not in the position to win a Super Bowl, you're 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 rebuilding pretty much. That's how I see it. I I think I think that Colin Kaepernick didn't do himself any favors by wearing those socks because it it elevated the conversation to a new level. It, it went from having a respectful um, disagreement to hailing insults at each other. And when you get to that point, then we're not getting anywhere. You're just you're just putting up roadblocks and you're not you're not helping each other understand each other. Um, at the same time, I think if 
that's how he wanted to go about it, fine. But he just has to understand that he's not going to you're going to lose people exactly. by doing that. You're, you're not going to win the conversation. Um, but as far as his protest goes, I think it I think it was effective in the long run because um, I tend to believe that when people start having a problem with with these kinds of things, uh, when you have the president getting himself involved for no reason whatsoever, um, when you have Fox News talking about it all the time, it's probably because you're, you're what you're doing is working um, because we have we have examples in baseball like Carlos Delgado um, about 10 or 15 years ago. He used to stay in the dugout for the national anthem. He wouldn't come out and and people would talk about it, but it was never such a big deal like this. And Carlos Delgado, if you if you look at his, his statistics, he's at a time there. He was one of the like one of the top 10, maybe top five baseball players in the game. Yep. And it just wasn't discussed. You never heard about it the way the Colin Kaepernick controversy was discussed. So I think it's because people innately understand that there actually is a problem of police brutality in this country. And they felt uncomfortable that there was somebody on a, on a higher stage uh, calling it out in his way, in his own silent way. Um, instead of saying, instead of sitting there and, and saying to yourself, oh, shit, there, there is a problem of white privilege in this country. There is a problem of 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 police brutality in this country. And that's what he's trying to, to get us to have a, a conversation about. And instead, we live in a country now where we're so isolated and, and tribal and jingoistic. And we we stick to our sides and we don't we don't want to have the discussions. But, you know, you, we're never going to fix the problems unless we start having discussions, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, so. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Sorry. Al. If you no. want to say something. Well, yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, Louis, you have people, you have you have family members that are police officers, and that, that's 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 great, and that's admirable. But you know, the conversation has to be, you know, has to take place from both both angles. I mean, I know plenty of people who have been, um, who have had, um, who have um, been victims of police brutality. And the the fact of the matter is, when someone puts, you know, some pig socks. You, you, you damn right. Like some people that resonates with a lot of people because a lot of people feel that and the injustices that take place in this country, not just in the, not just cops, but in the criminal justice system in general, general. So when you have people that, yeah, one might say, okay, you've gone too far. I mean, some people would completely disagree with that because this is real life for a lot of people. And um, yeah, so I, I, I think, you know, I think it creates though the conversation, right? Like you, you can, we can be on this podcast and we agree or, or disagree. Um, but the fact that we're talking about it is a good sign, you know, is a great sign. And yeah, I, I feel like, um, and like, like Manny said, there are clear numbers that prove this. This is not just like one person's like anecdotal feelings. Like this is backed up by data that this is something terrible that's going on in this country. Um, when it comes to uh, police and um, underprivileged, underprivileged African American communities, yeah. I mean, we saw it just yeah. we saw it just a couple of weeks ago in New York City, where you know people and I, I taught in I taught in Harlem for four years, and I saw it with my own eyes. I, I was on a hundredth and first, I was on a hundred street and First Avenue, and it was like a war zone. And then you walk down two blocks, and it's the Upper East Side, and there's you know. Yeah. It's, it's as peaceful as, as can be. And the way the police officers treated the community where I was working was completely different with the, with the way the police officers were treating um, the people on the Upper East Side. And, and you saw it a couple weeks ago where you had cops 
handing out face masks to people who clearly weren't social distancing in Central Park. And then a couple blocks up, they were harassing people of color for doing the exact same thing. And and it's just you just you just see that people are treated differently. And I know that, that that's a small anecdotal example. Um, but there are other examples like like how the same person who's who stopped for carrying X amount of drugs in Wall Street gets punished far less than a person who gets caught with X amount of drugs in Washington Heights, for example. It's just, you know, th- those are the kind of inequities and, and things that that need to be addressed. Um, so, yeah, and I'm not I'm not yeah. saying that there isn't an issue with police brutality in this country. I'm saying that I can't I can't get on board with something that depicts cops as a bad thing when I know so many cops that risk their lives to do a job to make a living, something that we don't have to do. We sit behind this computer. We do our thing. We go to our daily jobs. We do whatever. And yeah, there's definitely a problem with police brutality. You know what? Call those people out. Do whatever you want. Put those people on a fucking dildo and plaster them all over the city and make them look like idiots, whatever. Do that. But I can't, I just can't get on board with ever lumping a group of people because that's exactly the same problem we're having. If I were to put a black person on my socks and depict them as the image that, that I've been victimized by, if I'm someone that's been victimized by black people, and let's not say black people, let's say doctors, let's say I've been victimized by a doctor all my life. I'm not going to put something that depicts all doctors on my socks to, to prove a point. I'll prove my point another way. That's just not the way I'd go about it. Again, I think that a lot yeah. of people can't that are victimized by cops will resonate with that. But at the end of the day, man, we can't we can't just ignore the fact that cops are literally risking their lives to do a job for us. Yeah, so so I I acknowledge that. You know, cops have a very, very stressful job. Like I and I'll I'll completely own up to that. I could never imagine like being a cop and having to like carry a gun around, you know, and, and then go into situations where like i'm dealing with the worst type of people every day you know so i definitely like respect and i and i honor the um uh the uh, the the stresses and the pressures that go along with that job now where i would make the difference though uh with the example that you gave about the doctor like the only reason i would say like that's not a good analogy is because there's not a widespread issue where like doctors are just turning away black people because like fuck black people or, or whatever you know um where and even though I would also agree with you um, that uh, uh, there are a lot of good cops. I have friends that are cops. I have uh, family members, as you pointed out, you know, on both sides of my family um, that are cops, and they're amazing people. You know, I would I would defend these people to my last breath. You know, um, especially when it comes to their character. Uh, but right, it's a not so much about like the individual cop, right? The the individual cop, right? Like our experiences. I've actually had fairly negative experience especially where i grew up in massapequa like i've had cops like pull me over look at my license and they're like oh how do you say your name you're not from here are you you know like and and i'm someone that like blends in with my community for the most part you know like i don't look very different from uh from my neighbors you know um and and that's like an example that's like just like one anecdotal example uh but it's also like the, the the pig thing right I don't think Colin Kaepernick was talking about like the one cop that like pulled him over. He's like, ah, that dude's a pig. I think we're talking about the institution of police, right? And what the institution pr- like promotes and, and, and protects. 
and what we've seen time and time again, yeah, and then Manny actually brought up a really good uh, point. Um, again, I think it was anecdotal. Well, I mean, it definitely was anecdotal because it was his own experience. But I think that it illustrates uh, the, the broader picture, you know, where you have cops that will, you know, in within a two block radius, they are uh, they are indoctrinated right into uh, treating a certain community better than another. Right now, individually, these people may not hold these prejudices, but the fact that they are cops, the fact that they participate in that institution right, and uphold that institution the damage that it ends up doing to the community down the line is exactly that. You know, you find yourself in a position where, you know, you're seeing someone who should be upholding the law, but is making exceptions for people in affluent areas. And then you have cops that go to underprivileged areas. Um, and, you know, these people are essentially treated like trash, you know, by, by people that are meant to be there to protect them. Um, you know, and, and again, like we can go into like the statistics and stuff and everything, uh, which would be really boring. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so like, I don't, yeah. So you like, I don't, um, I would, I would make the argument that however antagonistic the pigs on the socks may be, I will solidly and very, very confidently hold the position that having a cop come in and like shoot a 12 year old child for holding a BB gun is infinitely more antagonistic, infinitely. And no matter how many pig socks Colin Kaepernick wore, it will never amount to the amount of antagonism that cops uh, um, project onto, you know, black and brown people. Uh, yeah, you know, so like, I do think it is antagonistic. and I don't think that it's probably very effective when you're trying to get like, um, like when you're trying to win people over to your side. However, I mean, well, like Al said before, you know, we're having this conversation and like we're, we're talking about this specifically right you know so so it think, obviously did have some successes yeah i think it, i think it goes back to to what i said before about how our country's so divisive right now that even though the position one side takes might be the right position the other side just refuses to acknowledge or or come over to that side just for the sake of being on on separate sides for, you know, I, I said sides right. a lot there. So I hope, I yeah. hope, uh, but, um, like, yeah, for the sake of being like contrarian. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you have to be on this side because you agree. So if someone else makes a great point, you're not even going to entertain it because, oh, I know I'm on this side and you're right. not going to critical think and say, oh, maybe he's got a point. Yeah. We yeah. don't, people and, don't. Yeah. And I think that, I think that police officers are, are taking a side as is the community is taking a side. The community is refusing to see the instances in which police officers, I don't know if you guys listen to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, um, Revisionist History, but he did one on a, on a kid in California who committed suicide by cop, Where, but, but the cops didn't know that. So the community saw the cops shoot this kid dead and they took it as, oh, look, another police officer just killed another innocent mm -hmm. Hispanic male. And it turned out that this innocent Hispanic male, quote unquote, pretended to have a gun, pretended to pull it out in the cops and the cop shot him. And they, they also didn't show that this cop, after that happened and he found out that the kid didn't have a gun, like broke down and, and couldn't even retain himself. He like, was so there heartbroken. Was, there was nuance in this case that people weren't getting. Understanding. Right. Yeah. Like important, so, really important nuance. Yeah. Right. And then on the other side 
people don't see how that example that you stated, uh, Mr. Pinko, about the kid, the 12 year old kid who had a BB gun, um, who can defend that? How could you possibly say that a cop is justified to kill a kid who's carrying a BB gun or or Eric Garner, who's saying I can't breathe and you're suffocating him on the ground or the guy in Minnesota who told the cop, I'm a, I have a registered firearm. It's back here. And he still gets shot right on the spot. Yeah, Nobody could justify that or other examples of guys running away and getting shot in the back dead and so on and so forth. I think it's I think the, the problem is we've taken our sides now and the cops are going to defend their side regardless of of whatever it is. And, and we have like we keep mentioning, we have family members that are police officers and you see how they're they're defending their side and they, they try to, you know, as as good as good a people they are, they they try to defend their position and. The point is, is what's right and what's wrong. And, and can we just break that wall at some point and just have a conversation? And and I feel like that just doesn't happen in this country anymore. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're also, you know, oppositional at this point. So I guess yeah, yeah, what, I guess what I'm, I'm what I want to figure out is how do we how do we start breaking that wall down and start well, like this is this is effective. I think this is something that more people should do, have more conversations and. You know. I think I think well, one thing that could help is if you put people in these inner cities and programs to one day become a cop. And well, I think I having totally disagree with that. I think having I think <laughs> I having totally cops actually help. I think having uh, cops actually yeah. patrol the streets and walk around and get to know the neighborhood, ha- yeah. having you know stuff like that. Well, I have read where the dem- if 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 cops are the same for the most part the same demographic as the people that they're supposedly um that they're the district that they're protecting or the their um jurisdiction then there seems to be good outcomes or better outcomes in that regard. Um I've seen some data. Thanks Al. For that. Yeah, I would I think if we so I think um I think uh Manny I think you said it the same the same thing we said is um that uh cops and 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 the community right we have uh separated ourselves into these groups where it's like okay you're either like the thin blue line or you're not right and you know you support the thin blue line or you don't and one thing that i do think that we need to work and and i agree with with manny on this that you know this is this is productive right like these types of conversations um despite like whatever opposing views there may be and how however uncomfortable they may be this is this is productive this is how we get to the solution um but yeah i think that uh i think that that one thing that we have to do is like we have to be able to have cops understand that there isn't there is a side and it's it is our side like that is what they're there for right you know like like they are supposed to be um and i know that there's like another organization for the like but to say it broadly they are literally public safety right you know so mm-hmm. like there shouldn't be a oh i'm a cop you're not you know like because because they are part of the community and, and i want them to be i just yeah. want them to stop shooting people <laughs> you know yeah. and um um and i think uh uh a good way to go about it so yeah i think that uh, uh how how al said you know uh, if we have people from the community policing the community that's gonna have that's gonna have uh, develop trust amongst them because they're already going to know these people. Um, I think also like a big thing, a big, big thing, and I'm huge on this is we have to like 
stop you know like we uh there's always um i don't know i don't know what just happened there but uh, yeah what was that i don't know if you guys caught that uh yeah uh uh yeah so i think we need to stop like the whole war on drugs thing like there's oh yeah there there is substantial information to show that like you have white kids and black kids who smoke weed at the same rate and yet when a black kid gets caught with it like he like the punishment that they receive is way greater than the one that that the white kid would receive i mean that's kind of fucked up especially like if they're doing the same thing you know um and and like these are little things that i think if we moved in that direction would help to lessen uh the the contention between these two groups of people because uh like i said no one if you have a community especially like in a in a urban area right where like weed is fucking everywhere and then you're gonna have like you know uh like how many said you're gonna walk through central park you know you're gonna see some dude smoking a J, and like cops are gonna ignore that dude but then you walk down in harlem and you know there uh you, you someone has like a, a dub on them or whatever it is you know and then like the cops like are, are jumping on this person even though i don't think that happens in new york very often now because of mm-hmm. the decriminalization and everything but yeah. i think the, the i think that the example still stands right you know like these are these are people that are doing the same thing participating in the same activity and then the reactions from law enforcement are incredibly different and what that does is it i think it does build resentment not only to the police but to the other community that the police are like treating better it makes it makes the uh you know the, the people that are being mistreated are looking at the other side and they're like dude like why why is this happening to me when you know when everything else could be exactly the same you know so so these are all steps that i think that we can take to reduce the antagonism between these two groups hmm. uh quickly did you guys want to go go back to football <laughs> i don't know if you guys wanted to bring this segue this back but we, we got on police brutality and just po- politics in general i didn't know if you guys wanted to go back to uh sports but yeah yeah no i i, I we were talking about colin kaepernick right <laughs> yeah sports yeah. with colin kaepernick but yeah i just wanted to there's nothing going on in I, sports right now. I'll be, yeah. I'll be, I'll be the objective moderator here. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you have another? I go ahead. Man. I just think that I think yeah. that you know what, what's that Fox News? Laura Ingram, yeah, what, said oh, about LeBron Nazis. James. Shut up and had, dribble. Shut, shut up, up and dribble. dribble. Right. No, that's that's not what America is about. America is about again peaceful dissent and and when you disagree with something saying that you disagree with something whether or not your employer likes it i mean that's why we're in the position that we're you know that's why that's we we've become such a powerful country because we allow that here um when we start telling people to to shut up you you have no opinion just dribble the ball do your job be quiet we're not american anymore yeah i missed the whole point yeah um so you know, you had you had guys like Giancarlo, I forget his name, in the, in the Olympics in the seventies, raise a raise a black fist in the air. Um, you know, you had Muhammad Ali who refused to fight in Vietnam and went to jail for it. You have Luau Cinder again, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. This is this is a his, it's happened throughout all of history, and only now because we have these quote unquote twenty four hour news networks, Fox News, MSNBC, all of them. Um, anything any little thing or anything that that's supposed to be a part of normal american life becomes controversial all of a sudden and 
mm-hmm. you know, it should it doesn't have to be. Let's just have a discussion. Why is why can't why can't these news networks start their segment segments with why is Colin Kaepernick uh, taking a knee? Let, let's talk about it. What what are the issues that he's you know what I mean that he's well, protesting? The, the argument from the other side let's say of a Colin Kaepernick like dispute, it would always be like, well, I have a right now to criticize him for it. Right. Like freedom of speech. I'm going to criticize his freedom of speech by voicing my freedom of speech. Right. Right. That's always seems to be this loop, right. That, that goes where if, and, and to, to a certain extent, I mean, that's kind of true. Right. I mean, like, yeah, like you can have, you can disagree with Colin Kaepernick, right. You can disagree uh, with his stance when it comes to the crim- criminal criminal justice system and police brutality, but then it's weird because then it's framed as if like, y- y- do you disagree with Colin Kaepernick kneeling or do you disagree the about the stance? Right. So it, it's it's um it's confusing and, and it depends who you're talking to that I, that I've noticed um some people show their true colors like on and, either side if, you know yeah and the facts are the facts if the facts are laid out for the people. Um, and in the same terms that we just did, like, uh, Mr. Pinko just outlined how like a kid who smokes weed in, you know, a white neighborhood versus a kid who smokes weed in a black neighborhood and their, their punishments are completely, you know, different. Um, I I don't think anybody could disagree with that. You know what I mean? But it doesn't get outlined on either side. Instead, what people focus on is the outrage. And I'm talking about on, on, on our side too. Like I stop, I can't watch 24 hours news networks anymore because it's all about outrage. It's just trying to get reactions out of people instead of give me, give me the information in a, in a, in an objective way with the facts and let me make my own decisions. And, and I think that if we do it, if we, operate in that way i think more people would would be on each other's side i think that that the people that that take these positions of for some reason defending police brutality that that those numbers would drastically decrease right in my opinion yeah it's also they want their politics voiced it's not about politics in general right so for example if colin kaepernick took a knee and was like Guys, and and he t- took a pre- press conference after and was like, "I think that uh, the government is hindering hindering your Second Amendment rights as an American citizen." People would be blowing up on the other side. There would be plaques mm-hmm. of Colin Kaepernick in every football American football household. Like For it's sure. not about politics, right? It's about your politics. You want your politics to be said, but someone else's politics being said, and that upsets you. So. I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just it it speaks to the to the divide, right? It speaks to the to the divide that um we can't acknowledge a problem on one side without then saying like, well, you know what? Like, there's this too. You know, mm-hmm. it just it can't. It it's uh, and then it's and then the cycle and then the loop. It's someone does something, someone protests again, and we're back to the same conversation. Right. Right. Yeah, I think um, in the sense, I think uh, I'm a big like freedom of speech dude, <laughs> you know. So I, I tend to I tend to be like really lenient with like almost any type of speech, assuming that it's not assuming that you're not like you know saying that you're gonna like kill people or anything. You know, pretty much 
almost anything short of that, I, I, I'm like willing to to let go, you know. So I think it, I think when speech is antagonizing, um, I think if you're being antagonizing for the sake of being antagonizing, so like if Colin Kaepernick was to like wear the socks or even like kneel uh, during the national anthem or or whatever the, his protest uh, method is, um, if he's just doing it because like he's just trying to like own people, you know, then um, like you're, you're, you're hurting the cause, you know, you're, 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 you're not doing anything good for anybody. Um, and I definitely think that that's a, like, that comes at a detriment. Um, but I think that the fact that his contention was so pointed and that, uh, that it was so, uh, like specific, he was talking about a very, very specific issue with a very, very, uh, you know, life or death consequences. Um, in this case, like, I think the antagonizing is, is okay. Um, so long as, you know, he keeps it like fair, like fairly peaceful. Um, I did a, I, we had, I did a whole episode on like political violence. Um, and the, uh, uh, the, uh, <laughs> depending on like how you view this situation and where you fall, you could make an argument that even like Colin Kaepernick, had he decided to get violent, like it would have been justified. I don't know if I hold that position, um, just because I don't like violence in general um you know like i want to i want to keep people like safe you know whether or not they're on my side you know and um i'm of a mind that uh uh it's important you know that we give people the platform that they that they need to voice these concerns in a way that allows them that allows the message to be disseminated effectively you know, I think that the more we try to stifle people or like in the case of what happened with Colin Kaepernick, uh, I, I hold the opinion that like we lost sight of what it was he was protesting and we focused on the fact that like should he be able to protest? Like right. that's essentially what the conversation turned into. And, right. and like that I think is like messed up, right? Because regardless of what it was, Right. He should have a right, you know, if he wants to take a knee, you know, for whatever the reason, he should be able to do that. So long as we like focus on like why that's happening. I think that was a really big issue when he did all that. You know, like right. we we completely like uh, uh, glossed over the fact that, you know, it, there was there was violence being committed against underprivileged people, you know, and we we started, you know, should this be allowed? What, like, why not? Why should it be allowed? Why can't it be allowed? And 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 that's never productive. That's never ever productive. I concur. Uh, my Al just said that he lost uh, connection on Discord. <laughs> Diego, tap in, Diego. Um, but yeah, actually, uh, I don't know if you guys. J E T S J T S J. Oh boo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know if did you guys have a, a topic that that you wanted to speak about? I know that I've been like kind of a like just a like spitball in here right now. Uh, we talked about the Rooney rules yesterday, the upgrade to the Rooney rules. I thought it was kind of crap. <laughs> uh, I literally have no idea what that is. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically in the NFL, you you're basically now you will get draft picks. You will get a better. I think it's a third round draft pick. If you hire a person of color 
into like an executive just drop my phone happens every episode <laughs> uh, you will basically get a draft pick or you're you're incentivized to hire people of color in uh in the nfl so essentially so it used to be that you had to interview interview someone of color and as long as you interviewed someone of color you met the requirements of the rooney rule and now they changed it so that if you hire a black head coach, you move up six round, six picks in the next NFL draft. If you hire a black GM, you move up six picks as well, I think. And if you hire both, you move up like 12 picks. And like if you completely, I don't know, like if you, I don't know, if you hire a president, whatever, like you just get it's You're incentivized to, to, make your front office more diverse in your in your coaching staff and for me i understand i understand why the nfl is trying to impose these kinds of rules i think that they're going about it the wrong way because um i i think that at some point in time we're going to find out that an organization purposefully hired some coach because they wanted the advantage of of the higher pick and then that coach is going to get fired and it's going to cause some sort of conversation you know it, it this this isn't how you fix a problem the way you fix a problem is it takes a lot of time you you fix it with by changing the way you operate i think that that you you open up more opportunities for people of color by maybe starting programs in in colleges for for um i got distracted by for for <laughs> you know african american or hispanic or whatever minority uh people who are interested in coaching or or in sports management management so on and so forth and and i, I was saying to ct or lou i call him ct sorry louis call, 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 to... uh, call me mr pinko what <laughs> that would be super confusing um <laughs> where if you look at major league baseball, a lot of, a lot of managers in baseball played, played baseball. They, they come from within the system. When you look at the NFL, a lot of the NFL coaches never played the game. They just, they just coached. Um, so make it so that these players who, whose average career is very short, four or five years, maybe even less than that, Try to get them involved in coaching and get them involved in 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 working with the system after their career is over. Keep them in the game. I feel like once a, an NFL player's career is over, he either goes into broadcasting or they're gone, never to be heard from again. Um, that's that's kind of where I stand. The NFL, the NFL doesn't give a shit about their players, man. They they don't, man. They they really, they really don't. don't. Like the NFL doesn't care, and it's such a gruesome sport. It's it's fucked up. And we love it. We eat it up as like consumers of entertainment and everything like that. But the, Manny makes a good point. P- former players don't usually transition into a coaching position. And that's not a color issue. That's a player issue. There's It just doesn't happen in the NFL often. And in baseball, it happens. But I got to admit, a manager in baseball is nowhere near what an NFL head coach job is. Like no. you, you, a head coach in the NFL has just as much influence in a game as the players do. It's not the same in baseball. It's not the same in basketball, at least for some cases. It doesn't matter who LeBron plays for. It's going to be LeBron all day. 
It doesn't matter who Kevin Durant plays for. It's Kevin Durant all day. But in football, there is no, I would say rarely is there a player bigger than the head coach and the organization. It's all about the organization and the team in football. So in the NBA, though, you have a lot of ex-players. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think, but I don't think in the NBA, an NBA coaching position to me does not equate to what an NFL head coach position is. As a matter of fact, you need there's a team of people coaching an NFL team. There's an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, your head coach, your special teams coach, and all these people play a, a very important role. So that's not the the argument that I'm having is that I don't think when I hear that you're incentivized to hire people of color. That doesn't speak equality to me. That's that's incentivizing one side versus the other. And we can argue that black people aren't given this fair shake in the NFL. But now there is literally a rule to incentivize you to, to hire people of color. And to me, that just doesn't equal. That doesn't mean equality to me. I think there's like Manny said, do it from within bring people up the ranks maybe it's former players but i think there's a reason that former players don't transition into head coach being a head coach is a completely different thing just because you play there, NFL, um, just because you play I, nfl football does not mean that you would be a good head coach i think it's what you said i think i think in the nfl players are trash they're just they're they're a piece of meat they're expendable they're expendable, and I think that's that's what it is. And I think that maybe maybe start harnessing that relationship. Maybe start treating your players like people. I know you pay them millions of dollars, um, but maybe start treating them like people. Make them, you know, have them be more involved in in the daily operations. You see, organizations like the New England Patriots are, and I know that Bill Belichick isn't black; he's white, so this is probably a bad example, but. He will um, take advantage of the incentives, incentives. By the way, he he will take advantage of the incentives. He's you know he he's he's he, gonna, uh, he's gonna milk that. He's gonna figure out he, a way to. <laughs> he drafts murderers and shit like that. But um, <laughs> he so deflates balls, shit like that. But um, he's he's an example of someone who, um, I feel like he expects a lot from his players. Um, the the playbook changes every single week. Um. You have to study, you know, like, and you see that a lot of players that come out of the New England, the Patriot system end up, you know, as commentators on TV or whatever. Um, I guess I'm making a bad example because because it's Bill Belichick is the biggest cheater in the NFL. But um, oh, man, you bring it home. I'm sorry, man. I lost my train of thought. But basically, what I'm trying <laughs> to say is involved. <laughs> well, actually, I have a, I have a, I have a question. If you guys wouldn't mind clarifying for me, um, because I think that it would, it could lead to, uh, to maybe a little bit more nuance in the conversation. Um, does there seem to be like a problem, like an institutional problem with the NFL, as far as like not hiring like black um, or people of color that are uh, like executives within that organization? Like, is that like a, like an issue that they have? I think it's an issue across all sports. Personally, I think it's it's in coaching staffs and things of that nature. I think there are only two African American coaches in 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 the NFL. Maybe one. Maybe it's maybe it's just Mike Tomlin and Ron Rivera. So there's one black coach and one Hispanic no, the, coach. The head coach of the Dolphins is black. Oh, okay. Who do they hire? Ted Bolt? Do they hire Bowles? No, Diego. This is where you come in, bro. Come on. You're on mute. <laughs> exactly. Brian Flores. <laughs> Brian ah. Flores. Flores. Yeah, so, I mean, I think if there is an issue, 
right? So uh, you guys know what affirmative action is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. Sometimes I have to like clarify because of some of the people that I talk to, like they'll they'll say that they know a lot about whatever the issue is, and I'll bring up something like affirmative action, and I have to like give them like a step by step. But uh, so I think if there's an issue uh, institutionally with hiring people of color, right? Then I'm, I don't really see a problem with trying to incentivize people to to bring them on. Now we can de- uh, have like a, a debate or a conversation about like how effective this particular method is and if this method is the right way to go about it. Um, but we've seen historically, um, not even in sports, um, but like literally across the board, right? Uh, especially in the United States where uh, people of color, uh, they tend to get like a bad shake for things, right? So like if it, uh, it used to be that if a business, um, let's say that there was like one supermarket in a town uh, and, uh, and like a black family had to go to that supermarket to buy food because the next one was like 30 miles away or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that supermarket was well within its rights to like, just deny that person because they were black, um, and affirmative action. Now I know that's not exactly the same thing. Um, but essentially, right. Like this is what that type of, uh, uh, action does. Right. You know, it says you can't, like just discriminate against people because of their color or, or whatever the case is. There has to be like extenuating circumstances. And as a matter of fact, you should try to diversify um, as much as possible because, you know, we've seen it empirically proven that uh, diversity does have like a, it's a net benefit for our society. Um, so when I think about, uh, you know, trying to incentivize people to uh, be more inclusive, as far as like racial demographics go, um, Again, we can talk about like the efficacy of that particular method, but I see no issue in incentivizing uh, uh, companies or, or institutions into trying to bring more people in um, of different backgrounds. You know, that, that I think ultimately is only going to help the institution grow and be better, you know? You know, what I'm, what I was getting at before is like having a problem with it is that I, I look at it like this. The NFL is the most entertaining thing on television, like if you don't like the NFL, if you don't like football, that's cool. But at the end of the day, the numbers, the views that one football game gets on a Super Bowl Sunday, regular season, that you can't compare it to other things that are on television. That's how good of a product the NFL is, right? And I made this point yesterday. Our audio was a little fucked up, so you can't listen to that episode unless you... <laughs> you can on YouTube, but it's annoying as hell. If, you want to, if, if you're cool with your ears bleeding, listen to the episode. <laughs> But what I, the point that I was trying to make yesterday was that did I just lose connection? 